Thank you so much for joining us on Teach Me How to Money. We have an amazing guest here today, as we always do. We have Dr. Greg Kaysong, who is a psychologist based in LA. He teaches at uh, the UCLA Medical School, and you may have seen him on LA Shrinks on Bravo. Dr. Kaysen, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here, Lindy. Some families have very um, mellow, non-confrontational holidays, and some families don't. Does that sound fair to you? Sounds extremely fair. No, I think some people just wait until the holidays to explode. (laughs) There. So, yeah, but some, like even, you know, I have to say my family, which can be very fairly explosive, it's fairly tame on the holidays. I mean, things come out of people's mouths sideways, but people manage to hold it together. So I, I think it's all over the map. That's really interesting. Some families explode all year and then keep it chill over the holidays, and some people do the opposite. People do quite the opposite. And it's really interesting when you bring in-laws in, which I've seen, sometimes the in-laws come from families that are that drink a lot and get explosive on the holidays. And they, they kind of put a downer on everyone else's day. So it's true. Yeah, it's a, it, this, is a, this is actually a topic that's near and dear to my heart. And of course, money issues, we'll talk why, is one of my favorite issues as well. So when it comes to, to money, money is always a trigger issue. But the holidays, they just seem to just bring them out. Why do we think that is? Well, I think, you know, a couple reasons, of course, because around the holidays, people have generally overextended themselves and they've done so in the spirit of giving to other people. So they're they're letting a lot of money out to give to other people. And some people find great joy in that and sacrifice in order to give that joy. And those people, even though they may be depleted at the holidays, are going to be very happy to see you receive their gifts. But a lot of people feel resentful about the holidays, that they have to dress up, that they have to go to parties, that they have to um, buy wine for people and bring gifts to people and, and give tips to people. So so I think a lot of people get resentful about that. And that, I think, comes down to what money means to people um, and how they handle money. So it it really has a lot more deeper meaning than people really give it credit for. They think it's just on the surface about what should and shouldn't be, but it generally comes from somewhere else. I think that's so interesting how we all want to be generous, but you know, there's a little bit of resentment that can come toward the amount of generosity that we're supposed to be doing over this one very short time of year. You know, we all want to be good people and give to the people that have been kind to us all year round, but it can really add up, especially when people put a cash value on thank you and and a holiday that you might not be that excited about. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, even I was thinking tomorrow I have to get my hair cut and I thought, oh, poop, I've got to bring money, you know, extra money for a, you know, holiday tip. And, right. you know, and then I have to tip the valet guy at the gym because there's always, a, you know, that you know, we have a parking attendant. Oh, and there's this other person at the parking where I work and, uh, you know, and all of a sudden I'm going down this list and it can be a lot. So I understand how people can get into that place. But one thing you said that I thought was so interesting was, um, so you, you spend all this money on your family, you know, yeah. on relatives and, you know, on, on wine and gifts to make this beautiful holiday. And not everyone gets the enjoy. It's something like, oh, I'm so glad I ever had a good time. But then there's resentment can bubble up. Like I spend so much on you ungrateful people. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 And I think you just said the other piece of it. I think when people receive gifts in a joyful way, that they receive the gift as a 
a true gift as an expression of thanks, as an expression of goodwill, and as an expression of affection from another person. It doesn't matter what the gift is. The person's going to, um, the person who's giving it is going to be happy, and the person receiving it is going to be happy. But if you see the gift just as a physical object and you're just judging it based on its color, or its usefulness, or something like that, then you're going to react to it. Maybe if it's the perfect thing, then you'll be very happy. But often what happens is we receive a gift that we don't see as perfect, um, that may not fit, that may be exactly the wrong thing. And we then feel a bit odd about it and don't know what to do about it. And the person giving it then watches your face and then feels even worse. So. I, it's the whole thing is very messy, and you never know what the best gift to give is because people, you know, I will personally, I find gift cards a chore because then I have to go use them somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I have to like drive to a place and spend something that I wasn't intending to do, and so even if it's even if it's a grocery store I go to all the time, I have to remember to bring my gift card and use it. But other people find that the perfect gift. So, you know, you just, it's, it's, uh, we're all over the map on this in this department. So I think it's best just to look at gifts as well intentioned, meaningful, um, salutations and acknowledgement of goodwill. And, and then we can receive them with full grace. The other thing is, not everyone, sometimes if you work really hard to give your family, um, a beautiful holiday, they might not, and inside you're like, I wish people know what I did without to create this. You're, you're giving this gift with a lot of your own personal baggage that other people may not realize or might not want to accept. So there's just so much that's loaded in these holidays, expectations, making up for a whole year. And we can put a monetary value on on the best Christmas ever or the best Hanukkah ever. You know, let's talk about fighting because I think this is, you know, there are certain things about money. I, I feel like this Christmas money is going to be a bigger issue than in previous Christmases. Okay. Because, and this is why, because I, I, this may be a personal theory, I nothing to base this on, just on the mood of the country, on mood of people around me. And maybe it's because I'm in California and we're feeling particularly hit by something at the moment. But I think because the tax plan that just passed, it, it looks like a huge slap and it feels like a huge slap at people in the middle class. And so I'm, you know, maybe that's not true. They certainly selling it in a different way, but that doesn't seem like the analysis feel like. And so I'm starting to think that a lot of, I think money is going to be a more hot button issue because it's, it's linked to the political environment, which is a very big hot button issue and almost verboten to talk about when you get with your families over the holidays, unless you every single one is on the same political page. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. don't talk about politics or money, and you'll probably have a much more peaceful holiday. Right. Or religion or sex. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unless you're all the same religion. Or <laughs> right. Well, even then, no one's ever, someone's always too much or too little. <laughs> That's probably true. That's probably true. So this is what happens. Sometimes, um, the whole family gets together and there's everyone's on their best behavior, but sometimes um, money comes up. Either a relative owes someone a little bit of money, someone lent someone a little bit of money for a project or a car, and everyone's been real chill about it, but suddenly you see the gifts that are happening and suddenly all these feelings come up. What is a good way to uh. handle money resentment um, yeah. over a loan or someone that owes you money? over the holidays without giving your grandmother a heart attack. 
You know, let's back all the way up to say what money is to most people. So money in psychology we view as something very special. It's called a generalized conditioned reinforcer. And money represents everything else. So if you get, if I get a Target gift card, it just represents all the items I can get at Target. If you give me $25 cash, I can use that anywhere on anything. So, or toward anything. So money is what we call a generalized condition reinforcer. It stands for many, many things. And because it has this very special role, it goes all the way back to our childhood when we first learned about money. And then money starts to represent this more global value to us. And it usually represents things like safety or freedom or choice. I mean, it's, it's a bunch of like very broad things to people. And based on the way you see money, based on the lens through which you see money, you're going to see everything about money start to come through. Sure. So, if, so if you're the person who lent money to somebody and you see them buying Christmas gifts, huge expensive Christmas gifts for other people, and you know they owe you a couple thousand dollars, um, that can build resentment for almost anybody. But it may build resentment for different things. It may be that um, you feel like your own safety is, you put your own safety in jeopardy because you gave this relative something. It may be because you've limited your own freedom. You couldn't take a vacation because you gave this relative something, sure. something like that. So it's, it's going to represent different things. So, but the bottom line is that they're going to see this money used improperly course, we all know that it's probably not good to lend big sums of money to uh, family members for this exact reason. Because sure, but it, other people do it. There's so much guilt. You want to help. So much guilt. And sometimes it's absolutely, uh, it comes from such a good place and it works out beautifully because both parties are very respectful and try to do their best to help. But sometimes it doesn't. The best way to do it, unfortunately, when you do it is to get, oh, and it feels so nasty to say this, but to get some kind of written document to say, hey, this is what we agree to. Because inevitably, especially in families, people will make assumptions that are not the same of yours as yours. So their assumption that the money will be paid back eventually, or really this is just a gift, you're calling it a loan, I'm taking it as a gift, oh, maybe I'll pay it back when I win the lottery. And then so, but you're thinking, oh, they'll pay it back within a year. You don't have any kind of agreement going on, and then that's going to build resentment between those people. Sometimes over the holidays, um, it can seem like a good time to, to hit someone up, like, hey, I need a little bit of help, or, you know, and, but... If that person were to ask me like, hey, I'd love to help you lend you, you know, 500 bucks to get you through the holidays, but I'm just going to need to, how can we make sure that we stay friends and stay, you know, loving of each other? If we just fill out this thing, then we just responsible and respectful to each other. You shouldn't feel bad about that. Is that what you're saying? No, but people still may. Um, yeah. <laughs> here's, what I, here's what I would suggest, though, in the approach. Put it all on yourself. Because the other person may see it as a slap against them. They may see it as you don't trust them, you don't care about them. And you just say, absolutely, I do, but it's my own stuff here. This will help me feel good. I won't feel good otherwise. This will help me. If I give this money to you, I ask you to help me by having some kind of agreement so that we we know in advance and we can communicate openly about what's going on. Now, Here's a warning sign. 
if the person refuses to do such a thing um, but still wants the money, I would not give the money because this – and I hate to say this. There may be a reason they don't want a written documentation. Yes. It might feel bad to them, yes. I think it's going to feel bad to almost anybody. But it might be – there might be something more going on. Um, in that they're try- wanting money that they're planning not to pay back. So I, 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 it sounds terrible, but what I would do is say, look, um, I do want to lend you money, but uh, you know, this is what I required for me. It'll help me feel better, period. Not about you, me. And then the person is going to be more likely to feel good about signing something like that. And something, you know, sometimes you just have to make it, you know, back to the holidays, if you want to help out a relative and you know they because you love them and your conscience is telling you to do it, but you have a feeling they're probably not going to pay you back or should you just consider it a gift and just wash your hands of the money? Yeah, the best thing a person who lends money can do is to themselves, not to the other person, but to themselves uh, be able to release the money as a gift that they will never get back. Otherwise, the relationship, if the money doesn't get paid back, as agreed upon, the relationship may suffer. Because again, you'll go back to those rules that you have about money that you may not even know until they're exposed. Mm -hmm. And it may be that, that, again, this person's trying to take away something from you that you value, your safety, your freedom, something like that. So it's, it's it's really a tough thing in general. You know, if I were the person asking for money, I... I would do it in a very special way as well. Um, if let's say you get to the the season and you do have a, a relative, a parent, or something who has a great deal of money, and you're really suffering and you're having a difficult time, one I wouldn't do it either. The day I wouldn't do it the 23rd through the 26th. If I celebrated Christmas, okay. if I celebrated Hanukkah, I'd wait a day before Hanukkah started and waited till the day after Hanukkah uh, ended. Um, because you want to keep holidays sacred. Don't mix your personal stuff with anything family related. Right. I, I consider those family times and it's good to just have those be family times. You don't want to be the one that ruined Christmas. No, no. <laughs> Let your crazy uncle do that. Let the, you know. Yes, but don't let it be you. You can be the uh, stalwart force. And that's going to make you seem um, much more uh, strong and able to pay back because they'll see you as someone who's not trying to get people at a vulnerable time or just when it's convenient to you. That's good. Um, and don't ask for money in front of people. Um, you do it alone with the person. And I would do it in this very special way. I'd say what you want and why you want it. Make the why very clear to the other person and also show respect for the other person. And showing respect, maybe I understand, you know, this is difficult and, uh, you know, I want to be respectful of you. I would offer to sign something or, you know, no matter what, that we have an agreement so that we both know what's going on. And then if I were the person asking for money, I would have a lot of openness. Like, you know what, let's check in. I'll send you an email once a month just to let you know how things are going or if I'm paying you back, etc. Because your relative isn't a bank. They're right. not going to be they're not going to be sending you out notices. They're not going to be keeping track as much 
um, et cetera, um, unless they're an accountant, I suppose, right. or they have some or they're, gonna, or they're in the mob and they're going to send someone to uh, take out your kneecaps, but hopefully not. Yeah. If that were the case, I really doubt people would have trouble paying it back. But you right. never. Don't but, go to that relative. Don't go to that <laughs> uncle. Yeah, but I wouldn't do that. But uh, yeah, but you, you really want to be, you want to have open communication. Communication, even when you're having difficulty paying it back, will help more than silence any day. Silence is a, is a killer. Um, because silence will have the other person fill in the blanks. And what they'll fill in the blanks with is you're forgetting about them, that you don't want to pay them back, that you're taking advantage of them, et cetera. I would, I would openly communicate what's going on. And because again, money represents these big issues for us, we're very unlikely to communicate, uh, without some kind of anxiety coming up. Well, I think this is incredibly helpful. I think if you do have some money issues or concerns, you know, we're saying don't do it on Christmas Day. Don't uh, don't do it in front of your other rel- don't don't guilt your one wealthy relative in front of everyone else. Like you got a lot of money, you know, why don't you help someone else out? Don't do that. No, and in fact, be very <laughs> gracious no matter what. And the reality is, um, people. People generally do want to help those who are close to them, but they don't want to be hurt in the process. And you have to be respectful of that. Um, So sometimes it isn't going to be money that they can offer. Maybe they can offer some other kind of help that might be just as valuable. Well, that's a really good idea. Like if someone, you know, you can offer babysitting services, you know, like, hey, like I'll watch, I'll watch your daughter one day a week, you know, or we'll, we'll figure something else out. That's a really nice idea. There's other ways to offer someone a good gift over the holidays. is isn't just cash. It's also time. Yes. Actually, time is a really wonderful gift. Um, yes. It's, I mean, really anything that you can do to show that you care about the other person. And if there's anything I can recommend, it's every gift, every gift you receive this holiday season, see it symbolically as an expression of goodwill and receive it that way. And you'll see the other person light up just at, just at your reception of the gift. And then when you give a gift, give it fully and completely um, with the same kind of love. And that person will, also feel that joy, even if it, the sweater doesn't fit. Absolutely. Or you can just give the sweater with a gift receipt and just ask no questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you do that, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's how my family gives gifts. <laughs> yeah, mine, mine too. But you know what? I have to say I'm a, a fairly stereotypical guy in some ways because I receive those gifts and they go into a pile that eventually just gets given away and it's very hard. <laughs> so Absolutely. I, yeah. I think that I, I love everything you said. I think it's really useful and I just want to wish you a very happy holiday with no financial stress from relatives or loved ones. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Happy holidays to you too and your listeners. And I hope, uh, I hope we're all financially stress-free. If, if we're crossing our fingers when we go into December saying that, but yes, we're good. Hopefully we're good. Thanks for listening to Teach Me How to Money. Send us your questions at teachmehowtomoney at stashinvest.com and we'll try to answer it in a future episode. If you like what you're hearing, give us a review on the iTunes store or Stitcher or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. If you want to invest with Stash, sign up and enter the promo code podcast and you'll get $5 to get started on your financial journey. Stash, it's your money. Simplified.
This podcast should not be copied, distributed, published, or reproduced in whole or in part. The information contained in this podcast does not constitute a recommendation from Stash to the listener. Neither Stash nor any of its officers, directors, or employees makes any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any of the information contained in this podcast, and any liability, therefore, including the in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, is expressly disclaimed. The views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily those of Stash, and Stash is not providing any financial, economic, legal, accounting, or tax advice or recommendations in this podcast. In addition, the receipt of this podcast by any listener is not to be taken as constituting the giving of investment advice by Stash to that listener, nor to constitute such a person a client of Stash.